Thank you for joining us today. Had a little bit of a technical problem to to, uh, to log on, but um, we are now we are now on. So so um, thank you. Sorry for the delay. You know, you, Facebook. Um, Facebook is a uh, you know metaverse. So we are. Um, Today's discussion actually I think should be fascinating because it is a um, it's you know we, we've been discussing the Jewish attitude of of um, and the Jewish definition of of wealth and of honor and of strength and of wisdom etc what about Jewish attitude and Torah's definition or Torah's understanding of spousal arguments I mean, I don't believe there's a person alive that doesn't argue with their spouse. I'm not talking about, you know, arguing to the to the point of, you know, divorce, etc. Because sometimes Judaism allows for a divorce, which means that sometimes it needs to happen. I'm talking about the your your everyday um, arguments, some worse than others. By the way, a, a great rabbi, a great rabbi once told me, hi, Elaine that um, he once told me, he says, how do you know if your fight with your wife was a bad one? How do you know if it was just terrible back there? You know, he says, if you can remember what it was about, the details of the fight two days later. If you can't, then let it go. If you can, Houston, we got a problem. So, so we've, we've all been there. And by the way, I think we can extrapolate this, this particular class not only to married folks. I think we can, you know, we all we are all in relationships in one way or another, whether whether we're married, whether we're not married, parents, children, supervisors, bosses, employees, and um and 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 bus drivers, you know, who give us a hard time. I mean we, we, we have to deal with people on an ongoing basis. So what is the Torah? How does Torah view a, a, a spousal disagreement? How does it view it? Is it okay? Is it not okay? Um, how do we handle it? Should there be? Should there be? So I think we have to go back. We have to go back in time to Genesis. Where God created, created Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve. Right? So the Torah tells us, and remember that this portion of Bereshit, by the way, this, this first portion goes, it, it basically, it's 1600 years until Noah. The next Parsha is Noah. So 1600 years, the Torah had a lot to say, but it managed to squeeze in this fascinating anecdote. So the Torah says how God created Adam. And God created all the animals, and all the animals came to Adam to 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 learn their name and their energy, etc. And then God said these. Then the Torah says these famous words: "Lotov haAdam liot levado." It is not good for man to be alone. Right? The giraffe had a had a mate. The 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 the, the, the baboon had a mate. The lion had a mate. The tiger, bears, oh my, they all had a mate, right? The mosquito had a mate, right? The, the, everything had a mate. And God said, it's not good for a man to be alone. 
You know, loneliness is a terrible thing. It's horrific. Right? And loneliness, by the way, you could, one could be lonely sitting in Yankee Stadium pre-COVID, 55,000 people, and still be lonely. So we're talking about a mate. We're not just talking about another human being occupying the same oxygen you are. God said it's not good. It's not good. So therefore, what is the next birth? What is the next words after it says it's not good for man to be alone? I will make an Azer, an assistant, Kenegdo, opposite him. I will make, I will give him something that's an, that's an assistant. Some strange words there. Azer, Kenegdo, an assistant, Kenegdo, opposite him. Neged could also mean oppose him, etc. So we look at Rashi, and Rashi says even more enigmatic. Rashi says, Zacha, if he merited, then this mate will be an Azer, an assistant. Lo Zacha, if he doesn't merit, whatever that means, then it won't be an Azer. By the, by, instead, it will be an opponent. Someone will fight. Now, if he merits, the spouse will be an assistant. If, if they don't merit, then the spouse will be a, an opposing lock horns with you. So, Rashi seems to be talking about two different types of relationships. Two different types of couples, right? You have a couple that they're, they're, they're together and they support each other. And you have another couple, different type of couple, where they lock horns constantly. I remember the joke about a fellow who, was, who, was, who says, you know, someone asked him, how, it, how is married life? You've been married life, married for 10 years now. How is married life? So he says, well, it's interesting. It evolves. You see, the, when we were dating, I spoke most of the time, and my wife listened. Once we got married, it changed. And she spoke most of the time, and I listened. And now, 10 years into it, we both speak and the neighbors listen. So, you know, shouting at each other, whatever. So, Rashi seems to be talking about two different, two different types of people. However, the comment of Rashi is just about Adam and Eve. And we all know the story. Adam was created and then Eve, Adam went, Adam went uh, had anesthesia. God gave him some some uh, spiritual propofol, and uh, he surgically uncoupled um, Eve um, at the rib and, and and made Eve. And made Eve, and now all of a sudden they have this. There's a mate. There's a mate. So, what does it mean? He merits, doesn't merit, etc. So, I, I think. We, we have to go into Judaism and we have to dig deep. Now, it's interesting. This, what I'm going to teach you is from the Talmud thousands of years ago. It's from the Nitziv, who, who, who was, I don't know, hundreds of years ago. The um, Rabbi Amiel, who was also many, many years ago. So the pop psychologists of today really are behind the eight ball because the Talmud discusses this and it's fascinating. So, what happens when a couple argues? What happens? 
So, there's th to me, there's, I think there's three things. There's three things. One, they can argue and constantly argue. I disagree with you on this, and I want our children to be brought up like this, and I don't think that we should do this, and, and um, you know, to vaccine or not vaccine, you know, vaccinate or not, but that is the question. And the spouses argue, etc. So one way is to argue. You just, you just argue, right? Uh, yeah, things do evolve, Susan. The other one is, is one spouse can say, you know what? I'm not gonna argue. It's just not, it's, it's unhealthy for my marriage. It's unhealthy for my marriage. Let the person, let my husband, let my wife, let them, whatever, and I'm just gonna move on. I, I just, I cannot get divorced over this. And I just, the person chooses not to argue. A third thing that can happen is one of the spouses decides to suppress, completely suppress their opinion and have no longer have an opinion, which is terrible, which is terrible. We all agree that to suppress an opinion, to, 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 to squash your voice, because the other person is just so dominant and so, ugh, it's terrible, it's terrible, it's wrong. So I think we're left with two choices. One is to argue, argue it out. And the other one is to decide at some point to give up. I'm, I'm not going to argue it out. I just let's move on. We'll, we'll you know, to live and live another day, and we'll we'll argue about something else. So, what does the Torah say? So, the Nitziv, he is an author of a book. The Nitziv actually is four Hebrew words. It's like Naftali Tzvi Yehuda of Berlin. So he says, let's analyze the wording itself. And this is how he analyzes it. It's fascinating. He says, Lo tov yos adam levado. It's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for man to be self-sufficient. It's not good for man to always have their opinion be the one, the alone. I say it, and therefore it shall be done. Lotov. It's not a good thing. Everybody needs. No. Have a yes man. Yes men. Surround yourself with yes men, whether it's your spouse or your kids or your employees. Yes, 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 yes. Whatever you say is correct, is correct, is correct. Right? It's Lotov. It's not good for man just to, you know, a man can be their own worst enemy. Right? They're very, very smart, smart people who do stupid things or who opine stupid opinions. Right? Very, 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 very common. And it's not good. You know, there's a reason why, why, why democracy is so important because they're different points of view and majority or, or a case of a republic, whatever, it, it, it's, it, Right? It's, it's not good for a person just to have the, the ultimate voice. It's not even good for someone to have the pen ultimate voice, the second, you know. You gotta have a mixture of opinions. So that's what God was intimating here. It's not good for man to be alone. Therefore, as Eloi, I will make for mankind an azer, an assistant, connecto, to oppose him. 
And Natsiv explains it as such. A person has an opinion. They express it to their spouse. And the spouse says, you're off. You're off. You want to go to your child's teacher and punch their lights out? You're off. You're wrong. Yeah, but what he... You're wrong. You're wrong. The opposition itself to this person's machinations are an azer. Azer Kenegdo. She or he, doesn't matter, she helps him by opposing him. Because left to his own truthers, he could, could have a wake of destruction in his path. To oppose is so healthy. You don't need yes men. You don't need people to say, you're correct, you're correct, you're correct, so yes, so yes, so yes, so yes, so. No, so the wife stands up and says, uh-uh, not happening. This is, you're off. You're not thinking clearly, honey. Now, if that doesn't mean it's a biblical mitzvah to make a, a, a doormat out of your spouse. <laughs> you know, you don't have to disagree. It's not, it's not biblical injunction to, to disagree with your spouse 100% of the time on everything. No. It's when it warrants it. When it warrants it. He's a connector. I can be your help by opposing you. Then in Atsiv, Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, I guess the Berliners are good at understanding arguments. Um, then the Natsiv says, why don't we look at it another way? There's another way to look at it. In fact, if I am just there to be an Azer, if I am just there to assist you, to be your yes person, connecto, that's going to cause damage. So for example, your husband comes home or your wife comes home and says, I had a terrible time with, with my partner today. And you know what? Tomorrow, I end the partnership. If your spouse says, yes, 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 end the partnership, yes, yes, it's a good idea, end the partnership, your assistance, your Azer, can actually cause an argument three weeks later. I cannot believe you agreed. I can't believe you let me do this. I can't believe I, 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 I liquidated the partnership and now look where that got me. I can't believe I quit or I can't believe I this or that. So you can have a spouse who can tell you he's your Aza when it's really your worst enemy. So Aza could be connecto, opposing, or Aza could be go with him, connecto. He's going to be mad at you, mad at you in the end. So it's, 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 it's really a balance, a balance. Sometimes you have to support your spouse. And sometimes you have to go against your spouse. And either way, it's for their help. Either way, it, it, it is just, it, 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 it's a help. Adam could not lived life if it was just him and his decisions. Remember, man is the ruler of the earth. And God said, it's no good. It's no good. It's just no good. 
He's, he's, he's going to become a dictator. He's going to hunt animals because he thinks it's okay. He's going to whatever, whatever. And we see this empirically. We see this with communists. You know, the regime, they have so much power that they do terrible things to the point where we're now suffering with COVID. So, Asa Connecto, the challenge to one's rule, the challenge to one's opinions, the challenge to the differences are a help. So therefore, to flesh something out with one's spouse is admirable. To disagree, not to be a yes man, is, is, is advisable, it's encouraged, it's needed, it's wanted. Rabbi Emil, Chief Rabbi of Tel Aviv, he, he, he has a thought on this, which I, when I read it, I thought was brilliant, and I retained it. Um, and I probably told it to my wife, so she reminds me of it. Um, so he says that, take a look at the Torah in this whole context of man, it's not good for man to be alone. Take a look. It says, at the verse, couple of verses before this, it says, that God created mankind, male and female, he created them. Then the next verse, or the next couple of verses away, it says, and God created man, singular. So first he says he created them, Zohar and Akeba. He created them male and female, two different bodies, two different genetics, two different emotions, two different uh, types of being, very, very different one from the other. And then it says, and he created man, and he created man. And God, Lord our God created, Lord, Lord God created man. So Rabbi Amil says that what happened was that when God created the animals, he created them male and female. And that's how it remained. So you got a, a male frog and you got a female frog. You got a right, you got a you got a you got a chicken and, and uh, a rooster, you got a et cetera, et cetera. God created man too, the same way. Zachanakeba. He created the idea was to create man and woman, you know, gotta reproduce and and you gotta have balance in the house. You have to have intellectual in, intellect rules, emotion rules, you have to have uh, give and take. But then right after it says man and woman, he created them, it says it's no good for man to be alone. Therefore, therefore, he created man. So Rabbi Amil explains it as follows. And, and, and to me, it's just sheer brilliance. Rabbi Amil says that when God created Adam and Eve, he created them with, with two separate beings coming together. And that's how it is 
when we get married. I'm a man, my wife is a woman, and we join together with two very separate distinct people, with two separate distinct set of morals and values and understandings of the world. And, and, um, and um, you know, our, 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 uh, it's not just body parts, it's, it's how we think, how we feel, how we act, and we'll put in this house together, the two of us. We close the door, we slide that bolt, and we look at each other and say, holy moly. Right? Two very, very distinct. And then, God creates a man. There's the beginning of a marriage, and then there's marriage. Beginning of a marriage is we're all, all over the place. You have your thoughts, I have my thoughts. You have your opinions, I have my opinions. You have your strong feelings, I have my strong feelings. You have your strong feelings, hey, I have my strong objections. You have your thoughts, they're completely warped thoughts, right? But then, God said, you become man. You become one, right? As it says, man should cleave to woman and become one flesh, you become one. Eventually, you work it out. Eventually, you come to some compromise. You come to some beautiful, beautiful fusion of man and woman thoughts, emotions, feelings, opinions, and you become one. But it's a process. You gotta work through it. And it's not good. It's not good just to have one opinion, but rather you have this, this, this beautiful fusion of your opinion and her opinion together. And a whole new opinion emerges. It's almost like you take black paint and you take white paint and you mix it together and you have a whole new color called gray. Red paint and white paint, you have pink, whole new color, etc. That's what needs to happen. You have kids. This is new for you. And you say, well, I want our kid to go to the, the uh, Waldorf School of Excellence. And the other spouse says, no, no. I want our kid to go to a communal school. Not just this, you know, preschool of, of, of um, or, or, or elementary school where they're going to be with four other kids. Waldorf is for salad, not for school. And you work it out. And you come together and you work it out. And eventually, you have your compromise. And your child will go to regular school, but take some gifted lessons by a tutor. Not so bad. You figure it out. To, to talk and to discuss and to argue and to opine is a good thing. But as long as it ends, with a solution. If you're stuck in the in the in the if you're stuck in mire and you it remain it remains a quagmire, or somebody suppresses their 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 thoughts, it's no good. You argue and discuss, and I say argue; it's more debate. 
but it could be argued because it could be emotional at times. Um, and and you and you you agree. You can even agree to disagree, as long as you don't become disagreeable. Right? There's there's a there's a fascinating fascinating discussion about tefillin. So Jews, male Jews, some female Jews, but male Jews wear phylacteries. Rashi's daughters used to wear tefillin. If you look at the tefillin closely, and I wish I would have brought a pair to show you. If you look at the tefillin closely, they have, um, aha, uh -huh. there's the head tefillin, and then there is the, the hand tefillin. So the head tefillin have I don't know if you can see this, four separate compartments. You see those lines? So it's actually the leather is four separate compartments and there's four separate scrolls that go in the in each compartment. You have the hand to fill in, which is just one. And just one long parchment, the same parchment, the same the same verses, the same passages, but it's it's one. So the head has four, and the hand has one. And it explains it as follows. The head, when you're coming to think about how things should be, all opinions matter. Work it out. Everybody, give your opinion give your thoughts don't be quiet shout it out four different ways of looking at one thing however when it comes to the hand when it comes to implementation where are you going to send your kids to school how are you going to bring up this household i'm not talking about what color the decor is let your spouse have it but the real important things of a family, it's gotta be one thought. You have to take this four and somehow make it into one. But before you make it into the one, you gotta debate, you gotta discuss, and you have to just really work it through. And if it becomes passionate, okay. You feel passionately about this. I, I know there are, there are parents who argue about whether their kids should have a vaccine or not. And it's and it's it's terrible. They're, they're, they're not on the same page. One spouse says yes, the other spouse says no. The bottom line is these arguments somehow, by hook or by crook, have to be worked out. But why you argue not in front of the kids? Because in front of the kids, implementation gotta have one voice. Must not have two voices. It's not good for one person just to always be right, to always have their opinion be the one that matters or the one that's decided upon. Talk it out, argue it out, fight it out, but reach a conclusion and eventually get to some type of understanding that you could live with it. If you fight continuously, um, it's, it's, it's not a good sign because you haven't reached 
the, the oneness. You're still two separate beings. You have not dovak. You have not clung to each other and become one flesh. You're still in your own orbit, in your own zone. It's not good. Somehow coalesce. That's the magic word here. Coalesce and, and, and become and become one. Become one. As hard as it is. Become one. And if you do argue and you need to apologize, apology is so magical, it's just unbelievable. The the word sorry, S-O-R-R-Y, is five letters. Five letters. That one word is, is more powerful than probably anything else in the world. Anything. Anything else. It, for whatever reason, God endowed it in, in all languages. God endowed that word sorry with, with magic. You want to know if there's magic in this world? Yeah. S sorry. And you mean it? Powerful. Please feel free to share this with others. I think it's a, a powerful lesson. It's not my lesson. And um, if you would like to see this class again, it's it's you can find it at thehighcenter.com forward slash academy. And um, you can also find it on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and I'm sure there's other podcasts. But you can help by sharing this with others. God bless.